Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good.
a very discouraging time in my life. And the devil tried to get me to take my very own life. Someone might be struggling with this same situation. And I wrote a song that revealed the innermost sentiments of my heart. And the song says, I almost let go. Can I get a witness in here? Had I stopped there, it would have been a sad song. Hallelujah. But the next line says, but God held me close. So I wouldn't let go. Look at somebody say, God's mercy kept me. God's mercy kept me. So I wouldn't let go. I was right at the edge of a breakthrough. I was right at the edge of a breakthrough. But 
Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Saturday evening worship service from the Storm Church. Thank you, Sister Loretta. It's indeed a pleasure to have you here with us. Today is the third Saturday in September. It's September the 19th, 2020. Come, let us worship God who gives light to see the way. Come, let us worship God who gives hope to walk in faith. Come, let us worship God who came as a child to let us worship him. It's a blessing and an honor to meet together with our brothers and sisters in Christ I greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and welcome you on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, and the rest of the Refuge from the Storm Church family. There's not a better place that we could be than worshiping the Lord corporately together, heart to heart and breast to breast. This is the day that the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. To our regular listeners, it's, it's, we, we just can't tell you how much we love having you here each week. You purpose in your heart to be at the same place, the same time every week, not just to be with us, but to worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we thank you, and we thank you for our new listeners and our visitors. Don't let this be the last time that you come and share with us. We want you to be encouraged. We want you to be refreshed. We want you to be renewed by everything that happens here as we glorify God together. So, again, thank you for being here, and 
We'll be waiting for you next Saturday, and please invite someone to come along and share in this worship experience with you. I would like to uh, remind you of our worship serving team today. We have Reverend Dr. Millicent Black, our pastor, our founding pastor. Today the preach word will be offered by Pastors Terrence and Pamela Wilson. And as they come, we always ask that you pray for the man and woman of God who delivers the word and who prepares sometimes all week and much longer for us to have a right now penetrating word from God. So please pray that everything they have prepared will be a blessing uh, unto us and that we'll be open to hear it and receive it and use it. Our worship leader today is Elder Carolyn Cunningham, our very capable worship leader. Elder Carolyn will lead us in our invocation. She will also lead us in our invitation to giving, and she will extend the invitation to discipleship. Our talk show manager is Sister Helena Thompson, who's responsible for our music ministry, and Sister Cheryl Miller-Harvey, who's our assistant talk show manager responsible for all of the operational matters regarding talk show. And by the way, Sister Cheryl is responsible for our beautiful website. She's our webmaster. Our altar prayer today will uh, be delivered by fiery Sister Loretta Marley. And our invitation to discipleship will be offered and extended again by uh, Elder Carolyn Cunningham. And that's our uh, serving team for today. Please uh, pray for them as they carry out the service. Uh, just a few announcements. Happy birthday again to anyone who had a birthday last week and to anyone who has an upcoming birthday this coming week. Happy birthday from the entire refuge from the Storm Church family. Uh, this coming Wednesday night, we continue with our small group Bible study uh, entitled Embracing Purpose that's being facilitated in its entirety by Pastor Millicent Black. Now, we have passed the last four people to register, uh, but I, I'm sure that at some point Pastor will be doing it again. But for our Wednesday nights through November, we will not have our regular Bible study, we will be engaged in embracing purpose. This coming Thursday, we will have our weekly Next Generation Support Group Ministry, and that begins at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, and that is uh, targeted to, excuse me, that's for targeted individuals ages 25 through 41, and they will meet every Thursday at 8 p.m. So please check out the newsletter and or the website for the call-in number. Now, I believe that's all of the announcements, and I thank you for your attention, and we ask that you please mute your phones to protect the integrity of the service. Now let's go higher in worship. We'll look to the Holy Spirit who is always with us to enliven us as we offer up our sacrifices of worship and praise to our God, as we read our scripture, <clears throat> pardon me, as we listen to beautiful music, as we offer up our prayers to God, and we receive the preach word from the man and woman of God, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you 
right where you are. We thank you, and in everything, let God be glorified. Now, after we have an opening recorded song, Elder Carolyn will come and lead us through the rest of the service, and we say, please be blessed in worship today.
Amen. The scripture selected today is taken from Psalm 18, verses 16 through 20. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He also recompensed me. Let us pray. Thank you, dear Lord. For these comforting words of your servant David. So many of his words are a great comfort to us as we face daily the hardships and battles similar to what David had to confront. Teach us to rely on you, Lord, as he did. Though our afflictions might temporarily disable us, we are revived when we turn our lives and our attention over to you. We come to know that we are powerless over the satanic world, but you, Lord God, have complete control over the all-powerful, holy, and heavenly spiritual realm. When we give ourselves to you, Divine One, we are acknowledging that we cannot overcome evil without you and your intervention. Dear Lord, no one and no entity but you can turn evil around, eradicate it, dismiss it, and use it for our good. Thank you for doing this for us. Help us to see that your Holy Spirit has helped us in the past and to trust that you will use the enemy's evil actions for our good in the present and in the future. We thank you, Lord, for taking delight in us. Your love for us overpowers any and all negativity the enemy continually tries to implant in our brains and in our environment. Help us also to take delight in each other. Your delight in us, Heavenly Father, makes us worthy. When we meditate on this, our worthiness in your eyes makes us strong and capable of doing your will for us, for ourselves, for others, and for the world. By delighting in us, Father God, we are able to move forward in your plans for our eternal salvation with you in heaven. Help us to be eternally grateful for your favor. 
for it is then that we are able to see that if you are for us, no one can be against us and succeed. Amen, amen, and amen. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song to prepare for the altar prayer, which Sister Loretta will offer today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
We just worship you, Lord, and we adore you. And Father, I just have to say right up front to you right now, thank you for your confirmation. I did not know when I was preparing for this prayer today whether I should bring this or pray about this or but I do it differently or not at all. And Lord, that song about um, the people wanting to commit suicide and those powerful words, Lord, I just pray that you help me get through this in Jesus' name. And Lord, those words, the devil, he almost had me, but God, he came and grabbed me. The devil really had me. Jesus, he came and he grabbed me. Thank you, Lord, for your confirmation and your faithfulness always to speak to us when we're uncertain and we don't know what to do or we don't remember who we are and we don't receive what you've given us or we forget about your promises. Like our sister Juanita said last week, it's it's only a problem when you've forgotten about the promises and it's a process. and participate in the process and let the process work itself, Lord God. Father, I know that all of us here have had those thoughts put in our minds and um, just trying to tear us down and rip us up and tell us we're worthless and um, trying to convince us to take our lives or that we'd be better off um, not being here or any and all kinds of thoughts that the devil will put in our minds. And Lord, I just want to pray today. I want this program to be dismantled. I want um, this to be exposed to the people that are participating. I want your people to get a glimpse of your glory, to know that you have given us everything we need for life and godliness and walking through this ordeal that we've been thrown into, Lord, this non-consensual experimentation torture program. Father, you know this week that I have faced so many things regarding death, the devil stalking me down throughout the week. And I just bind that up in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I pray and ask you to help me to pray about this, Lord, you saw that misguided, desperately deceived individual driving behind me this week, flailing his arms and doing his sign language and clearly telling me that they wanted me dead and that they wanted me to kill myself. Lord, the look on the face, the smirk, the evil, the uh, nonchalant manner, the aggression with which it was displayed. Father, I yanked over by the side of the road and I just took authority in the name of Jesus and I cried out, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Yes, I did, Father, and you know that and you answered my prayer and you calmed me down. Lord, and I know your people face many such things throughout the week. Not only, Lord, something like that, a threat, but actual harming of their persons and their bodies and their physical lives, Lord God. And we know there are many that have gone on before us, Father God, that have met this fate and that have been 
attacked by these black ops and these psy ops and these intimidating displays of aggression, Lord God. And Father, all I could think of was in a world where thousands of people are committing suicide because of these types of uh, persons, programs, intimidation, Lord, that, that people are dying and people are killing themselves because they're taken captive by these words, by these attacks, Lord God. And Father, in the name of Jesus, and I was thinking, Lord, and they're doing this for such trivial things as a gift certificate, a $25 gift certificate. Lord, I just saw behind it the evil of it, Lord God. I saw the evil of it, but we can see your glory. And I immediately felt your presence. And I immediately felt victory. And I immediately spoke your word and, and, and quoted your word. And I thought to myself, Lord, and then spoke it out of my mouth, be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And Father, you know that this week, this situation has touched my own family. Lord, the words of darkness penetrating a precious young mind trying to persuade to commit suicide. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for fasting, for prayer, for throwing yourself down on your face and crying out to God Almighty and for the prayers of the saints to agree in prayer with you, Lord. Father, I thank you for the victory in Jesus that is ours, victory in Jesus forever. Lord, these lies from the darkness that would try to penetrate minds and souls that don't yet know you and they need to come to know you, Lord. They need to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. But Lord, I thank you that we do go through these things, but we're still here and that your word is true and we love you lord and you do keep us and protect us and father i pray that you would encourage your people to get into your word and speak out your truth and just as it begins don't even let one word penetrate or any attack and just say i believe in god i am still here i am more than a conqueror through him that loved me Lord, open the eyes of our neighbors, our friends, our families, the ambulance drivers, everybody. It seems, Lord, I wrote these down. I couldn't think of anybody that wasn't involved in it. That would be a short list, Lord. It seems like they've co-opted everyone. But yet, Lord, you are higher and better and stronger. Your power is, is, is magnificent, Lord. And you are the deliverer. You are the God of the whole earth. You are our Savior and our King, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that you have the answers for us and you keep us in the midst of the storm. Lord, let these people know that they are participating in a program of death, suicide, loss, attacks based on false accusations and lies. And they will be held accountable in this world, if not in this world, in the next. Lord, you said in your word, whoever harms one of these little ones 
it was better that a millstone be hung around his neck and he be thrown into the sea. Father, I pray for the salvation of these perpetrators, these handlers, these gang stalkers, and the ones that do their bidding that are just some deceived, some not, Lord God. I pray that their eyes would be opened. I pray that their souls would be penetrated with conviction. I pray that they would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Lord, I just think all week I just thought that that song I heard, the fight is fixed. We've already won. And Lord, you, you have such a way about you that you just give us things that are so encouraging to us and, and they just raise our spirits and Father, I just want to finish with this word of praise to you, and I want to lift up your people, and I want them to take this song into their heart and and to be encouraged that God is for you. If God is for you, who can be against you? Father, the song, I love it. I heard this pastor say it on um, one of the the sermon he was uh, preaching last week, and Father, Sister Juanita, had played the song. I think it was the first time I heard it, and we had a Holy Ghost blow up when when the song played. And Lord, I'm just going to say the words to it. I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemies. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. I raise a hallelujah with everything inside of me. I raise a hallelujah. I will watch the darkness flee. I raise a hallelujah. In the middle of the mystery, I raise a hallelujah. Fear, you've lost your hold on me. I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm, louder and louder. You're going to hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated. The king is alive. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Sister Loretta, for your powerful prayer, pleading to the Lord on our behalf. Be encouraged that the Lord takes delight in you and in your faithfulness. Now, to all worshipers, this is your invitation to giving. Our church, Refuge from the Storm, provides refuge from targeting by attending to the spiritual needs of those of us who are targeted. But we are also similar to other organizations in our community in that we have financial needs to meet our goals. Please help us continue to ministering to all who are targeted. So for those worshipers who are able, we'd like you to consider making a financial contribution. You can do it in any way you'd like and in any amount. We welcome one-time donations as well as weekly, monthly, quarterly, or annual contributions. 
To make your contribution, you have several options. You can go to our website, refugefromthestormchurch.org, or you can contact Pastor Milford by email at mgrace321 at gmail.com to send a check, or contact Sister Gloria, our administrative assistant, by email at refugefromstorm at aol.com. Thank you so much. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song to prepare our hearts to receive the preach word today from Pastors Terrence and Pamela Wilson. You might remember this one. This goes back about 12 years. It was the number one single for three times in a row.
He loves you with his life. He said, I love you with my life. That is a powerful statement. And that song itself is a powerful song. I don't know if anybody's ever heard that before. It's a pretty old song. But it is a love song from Jesus to us. He said, you will not suffer long. I have suffered for you. I love you with my life. So this is the topic of our Jesus loved you with his life. So I'll introduce my ministry partner, friend and pastor, Terrence, Pastor Terrence Wilson. Thank you, uh, Money. Thank you. I give thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I give thanks to my wife. Uh, we give thanks and honor to uh, Reverend Black for having us on this weekend. We appreciate it. To all the saints of God, we send blessings and peace be upon you. And whatever you are going through right now, we just come to stir up the gifts inside of you because all of you have, all of us have gifts from God. And now we want to remind you and reinstate what God has said time and time again. We will never be separated from the love of God. Paul tells us that in the New Testament, nor diet, nor height, nor death, nor principality or persecution will not separate us from the love of God, because God has a love that is greater, Jesus said, I have a love that is greater than agape love. So Jesus loved you with his life. I, the reason why I like that song so much, I like even the way that the guy that wrote the song even said that. I love you with his life. So I just, it just stirred me up, and that song kind of was playing around in my head for a few days, and I put it on, and um, it just ministered to me, like, I love you so much. I love you with my life. So, you know, there's all talking about the evidence of Jesus' love. So the name of our church, of course, as many people know, is Jesus Christ Died for You, and we also call it JCD for You Church. And we chose the name because we wanted always to remind ourselves and remind the whole world how much Jesus loves us. He loved us enough to die for us. And even the title of my car is JCD for You. And people sometimes be born and wave that they know what it means. And sometimes people will come up and say, what does that mean, JCD, for you? And that's an opportunity to witness. But whatever we do, we need to remind others how much Jesus loves us and remind ourselves, especially when in persecution. So I want to uh, just kind of give some foundational scriptures about Jesus' love for us. Uh, some of the most famous is John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Then Ephesians 5.25 says, Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Okay? And then we can go to Romans 5 and 8, which says, But God showed his love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's important, too. The other part of that scripture is that, you know, scarcely for a righteous man would anyone die. But God loved us when we were sinners, enough to die for us. And he died for everybody. He died for persons with real people, with real names, faces, personalities, disabilities, all kinds of sin. He died because he loves each person. He loves everybody. And each person matters to him. So people have a lot of, we, this world has so much baggage. That's why Jesus came. This world was full of anger, lust, evil motives, and all kinds of things that people do. Some of these things are even yours and mine. And it shows that God 
had you and me specifically in mind when he planned the crucifixion. Also, too, I want to remind you this, too. When Jesus was stretched out and nailed to the cross, the Bible says they beat him all night long. They punched him, blindfolded him, punched him from side to side. And when they outstretched out his arms and extended his legs, I we saw the nails that were in Jesus' legs. They believed, they showed us the nails when we were in uh, one of the countries of this. And it was showing the nails were like go through a railroad tie. That's how long and big they are. They are real painful when they go through. And when they put Jesus on the cross, he was displaying to the whole world, this is how, my, how much I love you, that all the word inside of me now is coming out of me has been given to you. I have passed the baton from me, from the Father to the Son, to the Holy Ghost, which will come henceforth after the Savior. And John 21 tells us he, he made the ascension into heaven, and then the Holy Ghost came down and was still the room in the upper room. So he said, even though I am leaving and I have finished the race, mm -hmm. I am going to show you how much I love you. I'm not leaving you. I'm sending you the comforter mm -hmm. because I know you're going to need some comfort through some of these trials and tribulations he talked about. Remember when Jesus said it will be a soul in the time of Noah, that when he come back, the world will be filled with violence. Now, I, it doesn't matter what side of the uh, political spectrum you're on, right? If Republican left, it ain't going to make no difference. It said, it said nothing about Republican or Democrat. It said the world will be engulfed in violence. And that's where we are right now with tension, people on the edge right now. But we got to remember that Jesus, through it all, the stalking, whatever we're going through right now, when the devil tried to whisper suicide in our mind to give up and quit the race, we cannot quit on God right now after all the love he displayed. Let me tell you something. When you were hanging on a cross for nine hours, Jesus was nailed to that cross. He was on there for nine hours. He was ridiculed. He was laughed at, mocked, and beaten. He looked at it and said, Father, forgive them because they don't know that I'm the only thing that's going to save them from going to a burning hell. I'm on this cross right now. The same ones that is nailing me, stealing me, piercing me in the side, this, I'm, the, I'm the one that's the resurrection. And I told Mary and Martha when I raised their brother Lazarus outside of Bethany that I am the only way to God. So if this is not done, this sacrifice of love, this display of love is not done, then nobody can be saved. So God said, I have, I got a perfect plan. I will send my only begotten son who knew not sin. And the Bible said he took, he became sin that we may become what the righteousness of God. And not only that, but he says, I love you with an everlasting love. Amen. Amen. And the value of Jesus' love is even more important for all of us that are going through any kind of persecution. And I believe everyone is but to some, to more, more extent than the others. But the, the reason why his love is so important is because that knowledge can take us through the most horrible times. Anytime you suffer, and I and I know I do this, I say, Jesus loves me. And sometimes I don't even sing that little, you know, Bible school song, Jesus loves me, just I know. Because that lets me know I'm not alone. But whatever I suffer through, no matter how hard the persecution, whenever the devil tries to even talk to me, I say, Jesus loves me. 
And, and it, it's a battle. It is a battle. Just saying that is a weapon. The two more scriptures that demonstrate the value of Jesus' love, Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is in your midst. And by the way, if you feel like it, you can write these scriptures down because a lot of times when you're going through, it is real good to have some things that are just right at your fingertips you can say out loud in the midst of persecution. So I hope that if you are able that you're writing some of these scriptures down. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with his loud singing. The next scripture is Romans 8, 37 through 39. And this is the one Terrence was just referring to. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus, our Lord. Well, one thing I want to say this right now, to those who are tired and maybe behave heavy late right now, cast your cares or back on him right now. Say, Lord, give me a refreshing spirit right now. Rejuvenate me, revive me, restore me, or put me back into, because this life is hard. I, we did a service experience a couple of years ago talking about life is hard. It was meant to be hard because God designed it after the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. God said, we're going to have the hard time, but he said, I know at the end you're going to be the one standing. But I rebuke that spirit of Satan that's speaking to you that's talking about ending your life right now. I speak against the spirit of, homo, of, of, of suicide right now, of counterfeit spirits trying to convince you to leave God. And when I was in a church years ago when I was a little boy as an usher, we used to sing, they used to sing a song in the choir, I'm too close to heaven, I can't turn around right now. So think about this. Jesus, get an image of your mind of him. What they show you on TV, that's not how it actually happened. When they nailed him to the cross, he was a bloody sight when he got done. Amen. He was something that you didn't want to look at. But God said, I paid it all. I'll take the blows. I'll take the spear. You can put the crown of thorns on my head. You can mock me. You can spit at me. But I love the church so much that I have to go through with this because it's the will of God that sent me. For this reason, I was born for this purpose. For this reason, I must die. And that's why the Bible says, unless a greater weakness killed and put it to the earth, many will be born in its name. And so that's where we got reconciliation with God. Paul talks about we, we reconcile back to God. And so God gave me a path that was broken between him and man. He, he used Jesus to restore that path back to God. So now he stepped out of eternity into time and went back into eternity. And now he's on the right hand of God with all power in his head. You better know one thing. Your God loves you and he adores you. And not only that, he not only adores you, but he says this like he told Jesus when John was baptizing him. We came out to be tempted. He says, this is my beloved son and whom I am well pleased. So I got to say this to you. God, maybe you might not know. God might be pleased with what you're going through right now. He may, you may not fully understand it, but God loves you. And I'm telling you the reason why he loves you, because we could have been wiped out a long time ago. But yet and still, God continued to let us go another day to worship him, to be a witness, to be a light, to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord. Oh, the devil, he has a little small amount, minute amount of power. But God, we serve a God that has all power. 
omnipotent. He has unlimited power. And let me tell you something. This will not last. You know that old saying that they say, tough times don't last, but tough people do. I would say saved people will last because saved people do because of the blood of Christ. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's because the shedding of that blood. Now, think about this. When Jesus was on that cross, they said all the blood in his body ran down the streets of Jerusalem. Mm. That must have been some sight to see that. Think about this. And then they said an earthquake happened. And he went into the heart of the earth. And he started preaching in hell because he was preaching to those who had not yet seen hell. But I believe that Jesus was truly a man of God. But not only that, he was God on earth. And he came down and from the glories of heaven. And he said, this is a mission. You know, we used to say this is a job for El Shaddai. This was a job that only Jesus, because remember now, he knew not sin. So the sacrifice had to be the best land that God had. And God said, give what is the greatest thing that we have in heaven, my son, Jesus. Mm. And he said, I'll say, you know how the, the, and if you look at the if you look at the biblical times, we see that well, when you look at the Christian movies, they take the lambs up to the temple and they would the priests would expect it and they would they would pierce it inside and they would hang, they would drain all the blood out on the altar and they would throw it and put it on fire. It's a sweet smelling aroma, the Bible says, unto the Lord. Well, God says, Here's my lamb without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle, and without sin. So the reason why he was able to conquer sin and death, because he knew not sin, because he was born of the Virgin Mary. And God says this, what Mary said, be it unto me according to thy will. Because everything works according to those who are for the will of God who loves him. You know that scripture says that all things work together according to God. According to what, uh, God is perfect. That love. I'm sorry, I got tongues. I got so happy when I think about Jesus. And his goodness, I could dance, 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 dance all night. Amen. Amen. So one one thing that I just always remind myself about, um, as Terrence said, is that God's love and the blood of Jesus is, is, our, is our power. It's our battery pack in his rules. It's like we are going to go through so many things. We're going to suffer so many things just being a believer. There's, uh, I forgot the scripture, but it says that, even the ones who want to live godly will suffer persecution. Mm, Not right. even the ones who live godly. Exactly. Nobody does exactly. that exactly. But even the ones who want to live godly will suffer mm. persecution. And Jesus prayed, prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane because he knew that we were going to be persecuted. He already knew that. He knew that we were going to go through. There's a movie, and I don't, I'm sure maybe many, many people have seen it, called The Gospel of John, where Jesus is giving some of his final words to the disciples before he knew, knows that he's going to be crucified. I want to pray a short clip of that, and then Terrence is going to talk about some more heroes of, of the, the okay. Bible that endured through God's love, and then we're going to play one more clip. Okay, now who are we going to talk yeah, about? This one, um, this one well, is wait just, till you get that. Okay, this one is just Jesus talking to the disciples and um, talking about his love. So let me see if I can get them. And, and someone maybe text me or something if the sound doesn't sound right, and um, let me know. So Dr. Millicent, if you do that. I just sometimes I don't realize when we're trying to do this what the sound sounds like to you guys. So someone let me know. This is Jesus talking to the disciples. This is a movie, wonderful movie. To me, this is the best movie of anyone about Jesus. It's, and it was very little, it had very little fanfare and it was probably not even known by a lot of people. But hold on. It had more detail there. It really did. Yeah. And it, and it looked a lot like people in the Middle East. It looked a lot more than the other places. But let me see if I can get it to play. Okay. 
Okay, let me know. I've given you. Okay. So that it will be clean and bear more fruit. Then my father is the gardener. He breaks off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. And he prunes every branch that does bear fruit. So that it will be clean and bear more fruit. You have been made clean already by the teaching I have given you. Remain united to me. And I will remain united to you. Into the fire. For they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then you will ask for anything you wish, and you shall have it. My Father's glory is shown by your bearing much fruit, and in this way you become my disciple. I love you, just as the Father loves me. Remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands, and remain in his love. I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be complete. My commandment is this, love one another just as I love you. The greatest love you can have for your friends is to give your life for them, and you are my friends, if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because servants do not know what their master is doing. Instead, I call you friends, because I have told you everything I've heard from my father. You did not choose me. I chose you and appointed you to go and bear much fruit. The kind of fruit that endures. And so, the Father will give you whatever you ask of him in my name. This, then, is what I command you. Love one another. If the world hates you, just remember that it has hated me first. If you belong to the world, then the world would love you as a dog. But I choose you from this world, and you do not belong to it. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you. Slaves are not greater than their master. If people persecuted me, they will persecute you too. If they obeyed my teaching, they yours too. But they will do all this to you because you are mine. For they do not know the one who sent me. They would not have been guilty of sin if I had not come and spoken to them. As it is, they no longer have any excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me, hates my father also. They would not have been guilty of sin. If I had not done among them the things that no one else ever did, it is me for no reason at all. The helper will come, the spirit who reveals the truth about God and who comes from the Father. He will send him to you from the Father and he will speak about me and you too will speak about me because you have been with me from the very beginning. So that's it for that part. So as you can see, that was out of John 15. The reason why I love that movie so much is because it goes you guys still hear me? It goes word by word with the Bible and talks so much about Jesus' love and what you might go through 
even though his love is with you, he says about the persecution, and then they show some flashbacks, which is why you heard some other type of noise in the background. They showed flashback of people, you know, yelling at him and being mean to him. So he was giving them an encouraging word, and that word is for us. That word is for us today. He's giving us the same exact word he gave them. The world's going to hate you, but I love you. You can get through this because whatever they do to you, they're doing it because they don't know the Father or me. That's why they're doing it. Amen. Also, too, remember this. Jesus reminds us that what he said in John 15, that know that the world hated you because it hated me first and it hates my father. So it's really not about us, even though we're a part of what's going on in the whole picture of what Jesus is doing in the church. The devil hates the entire body of Christ. It's not just you alone. He hates anybody to profess the name, proclaim the name of Jesus Christ, or anyone that bears the marks of Jesus Christ, or anybody growing in the Lord in Jesus Christ. So that's what he said. He said, and remember, uh, stay connected to me. He said, stay connected to me. But you, at the end, let me tell you this, at the end, what we're going through, we're the last lap of the race, because mm-hmm. the Bible says that Jesus is soon to come back. Almost all the scriptures, I don't know how much of the scriptures are fulfilled right now, but a lot of the majority of them are fulfilled right now. So he can come back and tear open that eastern sky right now and on the mountains land and come and rapture up the church. Revelation chapter 4, 1, you escape the hour of temptation, which is yeah. the on judgment on earth will take place. But Jesus said that I have called you into the world. And I sing you out as two, as harmless, why the serpents and harmless as doves. So you're going to have, when you preach this gospel, remember, you are going to have shed some blood, shed in tears. Sometimes because, the reason why I say that is because every one of the disciples, except for John, all of them were murdered for the, for the profitability of the gospel, for the spreading of the gospel. They all gave up their lives gladly. Now, what would make these 11 men, one was the only one was not murdered out of all the disciples, and that was John the Revelator. He was exiled to the island of Patmos, which is in Greece today. I don't think they call it Greece at that time. But all the disciples were murdered. And if you go to the old Torah, which is the old Hebrew Bible, it tells you all of them wind up murdered in some foreign land. They paid a price, but they gave it all. They, what they did, they said, Paul, Peter said, let us go and die with the master that we may become one with him. And when they became one with Jesus, they were willing to give it all up. They laid their lives down for the gospel. And there were women also that laid down their lives too. Because remember, nobody was exempt that had that was professing Jesus Christ. You either, you either lost your life or you barely got away with your life in them days. That was a tough time witnessing pagan land. Now, we got to talk about a man who name was Stephen, who was one of the first martyrs of the New, of the New Testament. Stephen was a man still. He was, you know, the Bible don't say too much about him, but he was a man that was filled with the Holy Spirit. He had heard about Jesus, and he, had, he adored Jesus. I'm pretty sure he might have even seen Jesus, and the Bible doesn't tell us that. But he heard all these stories of miracles and things, the healing and deliverance. And he, he, he got so excited, he got, he got saved, and he became a born-again Christian. Now, watch this. Now, <clears throat> even was, Jesus really loved him, 
and he knew the hearts of it. You know, because God said, I know every man before you, before you were born. I knew you in the womb. Now, Acts chapter 6, 8, and 12 says, Stephen was filled with faith and power with great wonders and miracles among the people in the name of Jesus. And then these arose certain ones of the synagogue, and they called in the synagogue Libertines and Sinians and Alexandrians and all the Sicilians and all in Asia, disputing with Stephen, arguing with him about the gospel of Jesus Christ. They were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit in which he had spoken. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. It's something about a man or a woman of God. When they are filled with the Holy Spirit, they're like a magnet. They draw people. And you know, the Bible says that we don't even have to argue. we don't even have to argue with a wicked, but we just do the works of God. And the Bible says, Jesus said, You do all these things and greater works shall you do. But if you do these things, indeed you are my disciples. Then they then they had snuffed him then. And they said to him, they had heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. He was not saying nothing. They took his words and they used propaganda and lied and mm-hmm. twisted it mm-hmm. against them. See, that's why you can't believe everything you hear on the news can't right now. Again, because let me tell you something about the news. When I spent time, when my wife and I spent time in Germany, one of the things the mastermind that Hitler was good at doing was his wickedness was that Hitler was the one who was in charge of the media in Germany. So they could say one thing and twist the narrative Mm -hmm. and make the whole story change on a drop of a dime, they say that. And so what they did, they took his words, they lied on him, they blasphemed, but they did the same thing to Jesus, his Lord and Savior. They they, they said Jesus was a blasphemer. They called him a drunkard, a glutton. They said he wouldn't hung out with sinners. He didn't hang out with him. He converted sinners. That's mm-hmm. what he did. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't mention that part when he brought the, the news report. That, you know, St. Andrew, watch this. And then they stirred up the people. So what happened is Satan was masterful in doing his wickedness. Then he stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes. And they came to him and they caught him and brought him to the council. And Jesus said, don't even think about what you're going to say. You will get the word that very hour will be Mm -hmm. given to you Mm -hmm. by the Holy Spirit. You know why? Because the Holy Spirit is is already inside of you, so they know what to say at the right time. If you let him, if you turn other cheek, let him have his way, the Lord will rise. Amen. Watch this. In Acts chapter 7, 54 and then 57, when they had heard these things, they were cut to their heart. And they gasped at him with their teeth. That means they had very contentment against him. And watch this. But being filled with the Holy Spirit, he looked steadfast toward heaven. He looked up and said, Lord, I am redeemed by your blood. I am redeemed by your power. I live this day, and I am a witness. Whether I die or I live or survive, I am a witness before this council, then if God be for me, who could be against me? But let me tell you this right now. Watch this. And so, but I had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Watch this. You know, he stood fast. Behold, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked steadfast toward heaven. That means he fixed his eyes on Jesus. In the middle of a council, being accused, being falsely blamed for things, twisting his words, lying, slandering, Every evil thing that they did to Jesus, they put it on him now. It was his time to pay the price. Oh, you want to spread the gospel? You are, you're going to be a follower of this dead carpenter? Well, you're going to pay the price just like he did. You may not be crucified, but we got something in mind for you. Amen. Well, But watch this. 
And so watch this. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, he looked steadfast to heaven. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And then, and then he said, behold, I see heaven open up, the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Then he cried out with a loud voice that said, stop their ears. And he ran upon him with one accord. My goodness. My goodness. They, they basically, when he looked up to heaven, he knew that he was, it was his time. The Bible says, and John the Baptist says, when he saw Jesus came back from being tempted, he said, I must decrease and he must increase. So he increased, his flesh decreased, but his spirit increased because he was welcome on the watch this. And then right there, now let me say something. Remember, Paul at this time was called Saul at this time. So Stephen before he was sent, one of the officials, the high-ranking officials, had to give the order to kill him. And that was Saul, who eventually became Paul. Paul gave the order to, have to put him to death. So now this shook Paul up because he couldn't figure out what was going on. This man looking up to heaven, he's not on his knees begging for his life. He's not pleading, saying, Lord, Lord, save me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. What do I need to spare my life? He thought not of his life even, so he didn't love his life even unto death. Amen. Amen. But at the same time, Paul looked up and said, what is he, what is he looking at up in the sky? He saw Jesus. Amen. And he looked up right there in Acts chapter 74. The Bible said he saw the glory of God that he, he, he forgot all about the stoning was going to take place. Amen. Mm -hmm. It's something about when you fix your eyes on Jesus, your problem becomes so small and minute that it doesn't even matter what the circumstances is, is that your eyes are fixed on him, and now his eyes is fixed on you. And I'm going to tell you something. Can nobody do you like him? Jesus? Like some old people say, yes, sir. I remember them old songs when I was a little boy. Now, I was too young to sing in the choir. But them old folks, they knew how to slow down. When they, when they was in a battle, they knew how to war on the floor. But this was not David fighting the uh, Philistines. This was not David fighting Goliath or David fighting. This was a man just taking a standing. This is what I call standing on the word. The Bible says after you've done all you can, stand. That's all you can do. He stood on the word. Now, it cost him life. But watch this right there. Paul was shook up because I'm pretty sure when he went home, something in his mind like, Rachel, what is going on here? This man is unafraid. We get ready to kill you. Don't you know, Stephen? You get this is your last day on earth. He was saying, you know, if I got to die, let me die and be a part of the glory of God. And let me give glory to his name. Because no matter how many days on this earth that I live, but the fact that he has called me for such a time as this. And he was so committed and so sold out. He said, I'm so committed, I want to lay down my life. And that's exactly what he did until his last breath. Now, watch this right now. So, and so, Second Timothy, Paul, okay, let me stop right there. So, no, no, before that, now let's go down here. Let's go down years, 33 years later. Now, they ran upon him with a loud voice, and they killed Stephen, and that was Acts chapter 7 and 54 to 7. Let me stop right there. You go and come in right so now. Stephen was able to endure that horrible, I can't even imagine what it would be like to be stoned to death. I mean, really, and he he had felt those stones yeah. all the way until he lost consciousness, I'm sure. Right. And right. I think even when he lost consciousness, they probably right. were still throwing stones at him Amen. because they were so full of hatred of, of Christ. Right. So the thing that took him through that horrible 
uh, execution. Right. There's no other way to describe it. It wasn't execution. It's the love of God. He, felt, he was so loved. He felt, he still felt loved. And I mean, I'm sure he, he could have easily said, you know, Lord, why are you letting me get, you know, crucified like this? I had someone recently that says, oh, the Lord left me because, you know, my family turned against me. And she was just so upset and saying that God, I said, no, he loves you. In the middle of you being abandoned, he loves you. In the middle of you being stoned, he loves Stephen. In the middle of you being fired for your job or in the middle of your, your people coming against you or somebody targeting you or using electronic weapons, in the middle of that, he loves you. Right. He loves you in the middle of that. And it's hard to, sometimes it's hard to really understand that because you know why? Because we look at human ways. We look at like if we had children and they were sick or something, we wouldn't want them to be hurt and we try to rescue them from it. But I think I gave you all this analogy before that when you're getting getting your child a um, vaccination, that the child does not know why this pain is going on. But you love that child so much that you want them to go, whatever he's going through, there's a purpose, and you know there's a purpose. And so there's there's so many heroes in the Bible. And the next one uh, Terrence okay. is going to talk about yeah, is Paul. He, Paul. He went through a, an enormous amount of persecution. Right. Now watch this. The Lord had the Lord was angry with Paul, Saul. And then when he was like we remembered on the road to Damascus, which is one of the oldest cities in the world. All right. And when when Jesus said, I'm not gonna send nobody, I'm going down to intervene myself to deal with this tyrant right now. So Jesus goes down himself and knocks Paul off Saul off his high horse. Mm-hmm. He was on a you know, Budweiser. Horses and big tall horses. Cause he wanted to get his high self. Cause see, he wants he want he wants people to fear him. When he walks up, oh, there's Paul. Let's run for our lives. He, he liked that intimidation because that gave, he fed off that intimidation, that ego. So he fell off that horse. He fell to everything. He fell to everything he was connected to in the world and made his name. And when he fell down, that's why the Bible said we had to be broken, crushed, mm-hmm. but not perplexed on the reply. He said that later. Okay, but watch this. He fell off when he fell off when he was on the horse. He was serving Caesar, Augustus Caesar at that. But when he got up off on his feet, he was serving. He he wasn't when he was literally he was on the ground crying. When he was struck down, he couldn't. The light was so bright he blinded Paul for several days. Remember, and Aedas laid his hand on him when he led him into town, and he got his sight. But he said, "Lord, what would you have me to do?" God had broken him at that moment. And he realized that there's a king that sits high and looks low. Now, Jesus could have easily destroyed him. That would have been very easy to do. But Jesus said, I'm not going to destroy him, even though he gave the order to kill Stephen. But he says, I'm going to use him. Remember, Ananias was one of the priests, and he was one of the faithful men. He said, you know what, Lord, I heard this man has done many terrible things. But Jesus said, don't worry about that. This man is going to suffer many things for my glory because I'm sending him to the Gentiles to preach the gospel all over the world. Now, what would I say this? This scripture in 2 Timothy chapter 4, 6 and 8, it says, watch this. Paul, even though he was executed in, and watch this, his head was cut off. Am I correct? Well, I remember. Okay, for I am ready. Watch this. Now, this is 34 to 33 years later. Paul preached the gospel according to the New Testament. He preached the gospel between 33 to 34 years. He suffered for the gospel for the church. He made four visitations around all those areas where Jesus commanded him. And let me tell you something. This scripture is really 
uh, it's always a mention a lot of times at somebody's home going celebration. But did they fight the fight of the faith? You got to ask yourself that. Well, Stephen did and Paul did. But Jesus loved to watch this. Second Timothy chapter 4, 6 and 8. For I am ready to be offered in the time of my departure as in hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course, my course, and I have kept the faith. Now watch this. Henceforth, therefore, was laid up for me, everybody on this line. It was laid up for me. Oh, God, I'd have to cry, Lord. I'd put up with some stalking. I'd put up with some harassment. I'd put up being death, death threats. Oh, my God, Jesus. Oh, Lord. But not only me, but to all those who love his appearing, the righteous judge. Now, let me finish. Let me say it one time. I skip one time. Let me go back in. Henceforth, that, that means it's coming forth, right? There is laid up for me a crown of righteousness in which the Lord, righteous judge, shall give to me on that day and everybody on this line that is suffering for the name of Jesus. And not only to me, but everybody that's kingdom connected to him, born again, sold out, and love his appearing. That means when he appears, Titus 2.13 says, looking up for that blessed hope, that glorious Savior, sweet, beautiful Savior. And I believe it says in Revelation chapter 1 and 7 says, the Lord will come with a shout and he will descend. Every eye will see the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords ascend from the clouds with heaven. Now watch this right now. What do you have? Now let me say this one thing before you say thing. Now Paul was executed. He was executed in Rome, and my wife and I, we went to his tomb. It's inside St. Mary's Church. It's not in the Vatican, but it's on the other side of Rome. And we went there, and he showed us the chains. His tomb is there. If you go to Rome, ask for where Paul's remains are. Well, we went to the Vatican. They showed us where Peter's remains were. You can't see it. It's down in the ground in the tomb, but it's there. So they have concrete evidence. There. But now Stephen, I don't know if his remains are, but Stephen was also executed, but I'm going to let my wife go ahead and take it over from there. So Paul, both Paul and um, Stephen, and, and, and we'll talk in a minute about Peter, the thing that made them be able to endure these horrible executions, it wasn't because they were brave or heroes or anything. That wasn't it at all, although they were. It's because they knew God loved them. Mm-hmm. That was it. They were no more, they probably were no more brave than me and you. Mm-hmm. Because Paul was some person that wasn't even a believer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Stephen right. was, if, if I can remember right. properly, Stephen was a brand new uh, Christian. He was right. a, a newcomer, and he was young. A babe in Christ. Yeah. So it wasn't that they were some big time people like John Wayne or anything. They right. just knew God loved them. They, just, they, were just, they were just sold out mm-hmm. on knowing that God loved him. He loved them, and Jesus loved you with his life. I mean, I woke up the other morning, I tell you. And that song, and that's an old song. It was, it was just like, I love you with my life. Yeah. I, I mean, I love you with my life. I mean, when you think about that, he loved Stephen with his life. He loved Paul with his life. Let me add one more thing to that, Twitter. One more thing I want to say this. You know that every year, what my wife just said that, what made Paul preach the gospel for 33 to 34 years of being persecuted? He was thrown in jail, beaten. And ordered not to teach in this dead carpenter's name, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. What would make us, it, sometimes that's all you have is God's yeah. word and God's love. That's mm-hmm. what you have. Yeah. And that has to be enough that's sometimes. 
That has to be enough. That has to be sufficient for you. Remember, he said, my my, 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 my grace is sufficient in your weakness. Amen. So when you're weak, he said, I'm strong. That's why he says, stay connected, John 15, and ask God to renew my spirit in you. There's a reservoir of love. There's a reservoir of love and mercy and energy that God can energize in us. When he knows we are tired, he says, come. That's why he says, come unto me that are heavy laden, cast your cares on me. Because I can handle any one of your cares. I can handle all of them. Tell me about your problems. I'm concerned. Now, I know that you can go to council, you can meet that pastor, this pastor, this evangelist, but you can't. You got to set up an appointment with them. All you got to do, Jesus said, is get down on your knees and say, Abba, Father, help me right now. You don't even have the update, but he said, if you want to bring that up, he's interested in everything that affects you. He's concerned about everything that bothers you. He's, he's mindful of everything that you're going through. He knows what you're going through, right? And that's why he's no greater love. He said, I love you with my life because I know everything that's going to take place in your life. Now, tell us about Peter, Paul. So Peter was an, also another hero of the Bible who was this enamored of God's love. I mean, he was just, you know, it took him a minute because he stumbled. I mean, exactly. he, did, he did deny Jesus three times. And we all do. But he we came back three times. And God gave him the opportunity. Like, he asked him three times, do you love me? Do you like Why did he ask him three times? He wanted him to be able to reverse that. And this other movie that I love so much, and if you all don't have these movies and never heard of them, uh, I'll send the main titles to, to, to Pastor Nelson. Both of these are free on YouTube, the, the ones that I just told you. And I'm going to send no, them. Tell us the title of this one. So this okay. one is called Apostle Peter and the Last Supper. It is, is awesome. This is a mm. beautiful movie. It's cinematography and everything. So this particular scene that I'm going to play for you is uh, Peter was in prison, and this is, this is the true account of what happened to him. Mm-hmm. At the end of his life, he was in prison, and he was going to be executed, and he knew it. So this particular movie sort of fictionalizes, because the way this movie is, it's not in the Bible, but it kind of, you kind of get the idea that he was in prison, and he must have had conversations with certain guards. This is a guard in the movie, and this is not in Scripture, but this is a guard in the movie that's talking to Peter, because the guard has, through, through being the, uh, the overseer of that prison, he got to talk to Peter every day, and he, through that, he became saved. His wife wanted to come and see Peter because his wife had already gotten saved. And his wife said, I just want to see this Peter. I want to see this man because I've heard how he walked with the Lord. So he was basically trying to sneak his wife in because he's like, oh, you care about these, these, these kooky people. They're just nothing but a bunch of rebels. So come on, you can come down and see them if you want to. Well, when the wife went in there, something about that, they, the, the man ended up getting saved too because the, the wife was already saved. And so at the end, he tries to help. Peter escaped because he, he, he begins to believe in him. But listen to how Peter reacts. So let me, I'm going to play this scene. Let me see if I get the right part. Tell me if you can hear. Wait. If it's too loud or too soft, tell me. Wait, hold on. So the guard, the guard is trying to tell him. Oh, my God. And you must choose. I'm apostles with Christ. See, the wife is telling him she's, she loves Jesus. And he said, he said, I can't, I don't want you to. Simon Peter himself, you have heard the truth. What do you need to hear? I do nothing more. 
she doesn't for blessing. She wants him to like let him know, give her a blessing. So she's he's gonna bring her to the prison and take her there. Let me see if I can skip forward. Right here before the shift changes. Information. It was all God. It was Peter talking. Jesus chose me. He walked with me and taught me. He gave me the Holy Spirit to guide me. And God has a plan for you, too. The wager is yours, Simon Peter. You have won. I have decided. I will stand with you and as Christ is my Lord. I'm going to take you out of here before the shift changes. Okay, hold on. This guy was an ex- his executioner. I don't know if you can hear it clearly, but he was saying, you, he, I guess between the wife and Peter talking to him, he became saved. Listen. Out of here before the shift changes. Okay, hold on. We're an ordinary fisherman to a great apostle. People line up just so that your shadow might fall on them. And of course, it's transformation. It was all God. Jesus chose me. He walked with me and taught me. He gave me the Holy Spirit to guide me. And God has a plan for you, too. The wager is yours, Simon Peter. You have won. I have decided. I will stand with you and as Christ is my Lord. Now come on, we'll take you out of here before the shift changes. He's trying to help him escape, what? Jesus Christ welcomes you with honor and love, my dear. For I cannot go with you. I would only endanger you. I will die. Cursed old man, I thought you would say that. Hold on. Yeah, hurry. He's he bringing his wife in to get a blessing. You will not come to her. What else would like to do? Strangers. Simon Peter, apostle of Christ, I beg you, give me your blessing. Lorella, is your life given over to Jesus? Do you claim him? To be your Lord and salvation. Yes. And you shall be blessed as you desire. Accept this blessing in the glorious name of the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Processus. Processus, what are you doing? Do you like persecution so much that you want to partake of it? I'm going to put it on for a minute. So another guard comes in and tells him, you're crazy. Why are you putting yourself in risk for this guy? And then he looks at Peter and he gets saved too. So then he's going to bless all three of them. So let me just go forward a little bit. You have given us salvation. Touch these hearts. As today they recognize their need for you. 
they wish to accept Jesus as Lord, who says this? You go. Is it time? It's time, son of you. Tell us required for another Christian prisoner. A certain soul of Tarsus. Oh, oh, friend. Teacher, I cannot do this. I cannot do this for all that you've done. For the sake of Christ our Lord, let us escort you to safety. My dear Martinian, that is exactly where I'm going. But I told you in the darkness. Teacher, I cannot do this. I cannot do this for all that you've done. For the sake of Christ our Lord, let us escort you to safety. My dear Martinian, that is exactly where I'm going. But I told you in the darkness, speak. But I whispered, Oh, he's still there? Are you guys still here? Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought my battery went out. Okay, I'm just going to play the very last part. Well, I don't know if you heard that, but they were saying that let us escort you to safety, and he said that's exactly where I'm going. And I don't know if you could hear the whole thing, but the whole purpose of showing you that is because these people, they were were first, none of them a convert except for the, the, the woman. And then the two guards became born again. And they thought that the only way that they could help this man was to help him escape the prison. And he said, no, I'm going to, I'm already going to safety. I'm going to safety. Because he had it in his heart how much he was loved by God. Amen. Also, too, one of the problems that the Roman army had at that time, after Jesus had left and made the ascension in John chapter 21, when he ascended back to heaven on the right hand of God, Great power, great glory, blessed be his name. And uh, one of the problems they had was that when they saw the works that Christ Jesus did through Paul and all the other disciples, it converted some of them start mm-hmm. questioning serving Caesar or serving because Caesar had died now. There's been many Caesars. But one thing they noticed about Christ, all the glories that the Caesar came and went. But the glory of Jesus continued to multiply above and beyond anybody else on the earth. So they started hearing these things about Jesus and about they got tired of warring with other countries, and they want to rest and enjoy their families and live and not just stay at war. Rome was constantly at war, and they found out that Jesus loved them too with his life. That that's what he was saying to them when he was on the cross. That look, they do, you know, forgive them, but they know not what they do. They don't realize how deep a love that I have for them, that I even died for the Roman army, also the ones that are going to persecute me. I died. So they had a major problem because a lot of the men started converting underneath the, underneath the surface because they didn't want to be killed or be executed. So they were Christians, like, you know, like, um, like um, who was that? Um, they came to Jesus at night, Nicodemus. Nicodemus was one of 
Pharisees, Pharisees, but he, you know, he didn't open. They got knocked Hello? out. Hello? They got they got knocked out. Um Sister Helena, if you could play a song. I don't I think my banner is going in Oh, they're back. They're back. I plugged it in, but it still went off for a second. So sorry about that. So we're sorry about that. But what I was saying about some of the Roman soldiers and uh, some of the um, centurions became saved. You remember the one when he went to Jesus and he prayed for his servant? He was healed that very hour. A lot of them start seeing the miracles here in the miracles, and they wanted to join in with Jesus because they realized that Jesus loved them as much as he loved all the other people that were there worshiping him. And the sad thing about it, some of the soldiers have more faith in Jesus than the ones that were there calling out his name. Amen. So Jesus loves us, even with his own life. Mm. He said, I took all these beings. I took, I took being stalked. I was stalked. People were searching for me when I was a baby. Can you imagine not even, can you imagine being Ooh. one year old and already got a hit, a hit man after you at that at one year old? You haven't even done anything. And you have you got Herod, anti Herod put the hit said kill every child two years younger, and Raymond the Bible said that there was so much more than Rachel would now would not she would mourn for kids because they would know more. So so Herod put out an order an edict to kill every child that was two years old until they got Jesus. But he didn't realize that when he put out that order, the Holy Spirit had told Joseph flee into Egypt and stay there. And those who sought to kill him, I will give you word and bring word to you. See, the Holy Spirit is already one step ahead of any stalker. Anybody that's doing anything, he can speak to you. I've had dreams that God gave me about people, and he told me, avoid this or do that or go here. Don't go there. But God will guide you and lead you when you trust him with your life. If his hand is upon your life, he'll, you put your hand in his life, he'll put his hands upon your life. He'll lead and guide you just like he did all Peter Stephen, because he's no respect of person. Amen. We are all tall. And God, his eyes, do he have sleep? No, he doesn't sleep. He never slumbers. His eyes, the Bible says, are fixed on the righteous. His eyes are fixed on you. It's just like you look at an old, a picture, something on the wall, a beautiful picture, and say, man, that's beautiful. Never thought I would see it in my life. We saw some pictures in the room, some most beautiful pictures in the world. I have to see Rembrandt, uh, Pablo Picasso's. Uh, some uh, um, uh, uh, Graham's sculptural work that's in the move. Some of the most exquisite, most expensive art in, in the books that we have read about when we were in school, art. And this sort of art you see. When God sees us, he sees us a work in progress. That's what he sees the church. Constantly transformation into the likeness of Christ. And so when he sees us making that full transformation, and we're focusing steadfast on him. When we're in a circumstance, we look more to him up to heaven like Stephen did. Don't look to the ones that are harming you, but look to heaven and fix your eyes that you may see the glory of God, and you can give him glory. And a lot of people say, well, how can you give him glory when I'm, you're being persecuted? 
because I'm a Christian. That's what we do. We're That's what we do. We're Christian. We do the opposite of what the world do. Remember, Jesus said, no great love to a man has that he laid out his life for his friend. That's what he did by demonstrating that when he went to the cross. The greatest act of love is not when you were born and your mother was kissing you and holding you. The greatest act of love when you see his arms stretched out on They dropped out again. Let's just give them a moment and see if they return. We didn't do, I don't know what's wrong with here. It keeps cutting off. We're not doing anything. So that's all I have to say. Jesus loves you with his life. Don't you even think about giving up. I know all of us been there before, but we could go no further. But just cry out, Abba, Father, like he did on that cross. God heard him, but he turned his face away because he didn't want to see Jesus being crucified, so he blackened the sky. But God loves us, and he died for us, and he will continue to lead us like he did in all truth. And when we see him, let me tell you something. Jesus loves us, and eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, heard the things that God has in store for those who love him. Now, he loves us, do we love him enough to finish the race? Ask yourself this. We're lovers or something. Or will we be lovers of Christ? Paul said, let us be fools in Christ. Amen. We're bond servants. So even though we are cast down, pressed on every side, we're not going to be perplexed by every wind and storm, but we're going to stand like Stephen did on the word of God. We're going to preach the gospel for 33 years like Apostle Paul did, who was Saul who became Apostle Paul. And we ain't going nowhere. Ain't no weapon formed against us going to prosper until the complete Will of God is done in our life. The devil is nothing but a bit a pit bull on a chain by the length of on the link, and God is the one got his leash around his neck right now. You ever see the dog, he'll growl and all bad, but you as long as you're on that leash, he ain't nothing. He's in contain. God has contained the wicked. Amen. And so here's what I'm saying to you right now. God is able to take care of us because why? Number one, he loves us with an everlasting love. He don't just love us when we're afraid of him. He loves us when we mess up. Amen. We fall short. He is shedding his love abroad. The love of many waxed cold against him, even during the pandemic. They should have got strong and not waxed cold. The Bible says in the last days, many will fall away from the faith. But we got to draw closer. John 15, let's connect to God right now. He, he's the only thing that can get us back to heaven right now. Get us to, he's the only way to heaven. There's no other way. 
And if anybody go around and say there are other paths to God, they're calling Jesus a liar and a deceiver. That's what they're doing. It's ignorant. But we know that Jesus did not lie. He said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. He that believes in me shall have what? Not perish, but have whatever lasting life. I am done, church. Jesus loves you, and he loves you with his life. But he demonstrated that by coming down out of the glories of heaven, and he laid down his life gladly. I didn't say he was, he was, he was praising God over it, but as you know, one day he paid it all. As okay. they said, he paid it all. The ultimate price. Because that's why he called us the bride of Christ. Amen. Well, we thank you, and we're sorry about the technical difficulties, Amen. although we believe that somebody's hacking because we were trying to make sure everything Amen. was set and it kept cutting off. So we just praise God. And why don't we do this? Let's pray for the person that's doing it. Oh. Amen. We can pray for them. The one that he wants to do an evil, okay. let's pray for them that you might get saved. Amen. That you might get Amen. knocked off that horse. Amen. I re- I've asked you by the love and the mercies of Jesus Christ, you will fall down from your wickedness, doing all this evil against the Lord's anointing, and then you fall down and serve the risen, living Savior. The Father is with us. And you add to this prayer right now, sweetie, as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, whoever is doing any kind of persecution anybody on this Amen. in the name of Jesus, we declare right now that their works are null and void. Amen. No authority over this body. Amen. So you said in your word, Lord, that we came to this, you came to destroy the work of Satan. Oh, the wicked one. And you said that we that Satan would bruise our heel, but we would crush his head. Mm-hmm. You said in your word that when our enemies come at us in one direction, they'll flee from us in seven. Mm. We declare right now that you the, the, the enemy flee right now. That yeah. anything that's coming against us, call or anybody on this line, that we declare right now that that person would be like those guards in that prison. Their, their goal was to kill Peter. Amen. At the end, they, they wanted to help him. Amen. So even though he was on his mission Amen. and he didn't leave and escape like they wanted him to, mm-hmm. we thank you right now that you can even turn the hearts of those who are who start out against us. Amen. And we say this in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen. I want to say Amen. to every stalker or who's ever doing whatever wickedness you're doing, remember this, we love you. And we're praying for you. So you're going to get delivered out of that darkness one way or another. Yes, you are. We're going to love, excuse me, you're going to love the hell out of you. Excuse me. We're going to love the H-E-L-L out of you. But that demon's coming out. Amen. Amen. And we declare and we decree. We touch an agreement in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, pastors, Terrence and Pam, for reminding us to pray for our enemies. And thank you for your very inspiring message today of the love of God for us. Let us celebrate receiving the message through the word of God by listening to a praise and worship song. It will be followed by the invitation to discipleship.
We thank all of you who are worshiping with us today on the phone or on the internet. We invite you to discipleship and offer a prayer of salvation. We pray that you've received all the blessings that God has given you during this service. The Bible reveals that God has a plan for every life and that if we live in constant fellowship with him, he will direct and lead us in the fulfillment of this plan. You cannot know the will of God for your life unless you first come to the cross. Confess that you are a sinner and receive Christ as Lord and Savior. Once you do come to him, you begin a whole new life, a life lived not for yourself, but for Christ. From that moment on, God wants to show you his will. Whatever decisions you face today, commit them to God and ask him to guide you, and he will. If you would like to ask Jesus into your life today, please say this prayer after me. Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know I am not where I want to be in my walk with you, and I want your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price for my sins. Please wash me clean from all sin, shame, and guilt. Come into my life, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Unite with Refuge from the Storm Church or a Bible-based church in your local community. Start reading the Bible. Email us at admin at refugefromthestormchurch.org to become a member or for prayer. Please see our newsletter for suggestions on how to start your journey through the Bible by using devotional readings. If you are not receiving our newsletter, go to refugefromstorm at aol.com to request that your email address be put on the list. Thank you. Now let us listen to a praise and worship song closing our service. Afterwards, Pastor Millicent will offer final remarks and a benediction.
Amen. Amen. Don't you love it when God so intricately uh, designs a service just for you? I believe that many of us have had a very trying week in that the assaults and, and the abuse of the perpetrators have been way off the scale. So much so that we've had to stand all the more in our faith. And can't you appreciate the fact that God allowed it to be written in both the Old Testament and in the New that the just shall live by their faith? So that means that we have to all the more believe in God. We have to all the more know who we are serving. And we have to know that we know that we know that we know in whom we believe. Pastor Terrence, Pastor uh, Pamela, thank you so much for so designing and planning that, that uh, message. And you see, it came right on time. It came right on time. I'm going to go right to Sister Loretta's prayer and thank her so much for pouring out her heart to God on us. And I want to just say as, um, Gene, I guess as an announcement, uh, about three weeks ago, really about five, six weeks ago, I got the inspiration to try and start a support group um, for the next generation. And that's the young people who were between the ages of 25 and 41 who were struggling, who are struggling. These young people don't know what it's like to suffer the way we've been suffering. They don't know what it's like, or they don't feel that they can deal with the idea of not being able to earn a living or to live the life that they have planned, especially after they've invested in college and college degrees. And so some of them are have thought about suicide and others, the perpetrators are trying to force into suicide. It's a, it's a serious, serious matter. They just want us dead, but this is called a death cult. Can you believe that we live in a nation that supports death? If you don't think we've seen it since uh, last November or certainly since February, we've seen that death um, angel raging and it wasn't coming from God. It was coming from lack of medical care. It was coming from a virus that some say may or may not be the culprit. It was coming from, from people's desire. And you know who that is, right? You know who, who uses the people and drives the people is Satan desire to see God's people dead. However, we still have the challenge of the word that the just shall live by their faith. So what I've decided to do is to open up that, that next generation support group so that any of you who are dealing with the thoughts and ideas or the suggestions of the perpetrators to commit suicide or to do any harm to yourself, um, to open it up and invite you to join us. We're meeting every Thursday night at 8 p.m. And we have a Zoom channel so that we can meet face to face. That way you can see who you're talking to. You can begin to meet other people and preferably form some spiritual connections whereby we can stand and hold one another up in prayer and in encouragement to keep going. You know, we have to take one another by the hand and and pull them, pull each other along with us. We have to remind one another that the, the victor's crown is just over the hill. It's just around the corner. It's still too soon to give up. As we uh, 
I, I loved when I heard my favorite, one of my favorite verses is we eagerly await the appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I do want to issue that invitation to you this evening. If you know, especially young people who are dealing with the perpetrators and don't understand how to stand in this hour, do direct them to our next generation support group that meets on Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern time so that we can begin to undergird them with prayer and begin to teach them how to use prayer and praise and the word of God as warfare so that they too may be able to stand. I also want to invite you on uh, to our, our morning, early morning prayer meetings for those who are early risers, 7 a.m. Eastern time, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday morning so that you, we can join out our, our, the spirit of God together, the spirit that is within us together and feel that power from on high to continue to stand and to help others stand, to lay and petition the throne of God for the needs of others. That's our focus is the needs of others, as well as the states. Every morning we pray for a specific state and that's whatever God, however God leads us. And so we're covering this nation every 30 days. Every state in the every state in this nation has been covered in prayer by us. Uh, if you'd like to join us in that effort, then meet us on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mornings, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Somewhere along the way, I said, oh, eight for Thursday nights. And then on Wednesday evenings, we've started a uh, new Bible study. It's, it's entitled Embracing Purpose. Uh, Sister Gloria has uh, already ex extended an invitation to that this past Tuesday, this past Wednesday night is, is our last open meeting. Uh, and it's because we're working from a workbook and there's a video series that we're using that goes along with the workbook and it's building on something as we discover our God-given gifts, as we discover how our personality may have some, uh, our strong points and our, and our blind sides. And as we continue to build on, on and adding in our values and the things that God has, has uh, uh, prepared in us so that we can serve the world. Ephesians chapter two tells us uh, why God has chosen the gifts for the church is for the perfecting of the saints. And the very last verse of that says, until we can all grow into that statute, into that building that God is trying to create in love. So we are working on that in our women's Bible study every Wednesday evening. It goes to about November the 11th. Uh, we've also praying ahead and looking at starting a, a straight Bible study, uh, possibly starting in November, maybe not until the first of the year, but we want to get a chronological Bible. The chronological Bible, some people are not aware that there is such a Bible that actually lays out the Bible in the order of time that it occurred. You may not believe it, but Psalms is dispersed throughout the, the Hebrew Bible, throughout the Old Testament. Um, Job is not next to Psalm in the real order of time. Job is next to Genesis. And so we wanted to try and, and embark upon that kind of a study whereby we can put the, the events of time in order 
and study how God did what through whom and how it affects us today. So just begin to prepare yourselves as we are looking to God to lead us in the study of the Bible in the order of time. I believe in the time in which we're living right now, it's going to be such a blessing for us to be able to put some things together and to get those, have those aha moments when it begins to click why this and this and this and how we have ended up in this place and time. And then be able to see and understand that God is not surprised. He created humanity and unfortunately he became saddened at creating humanity fairly soon after he created humanity. And guess what? Man is still doing what he was doing back at the beginning of time. He's still being rebellious and disobedient and trying to do his own thing. And that's because of the influence of that old thing called the devil. But we have learned in the word, according to Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And so we've got a testimony and we're getting an even stronger one as we go day by day. I want to invite you all to stay around if you desire prayer. We're gonna be here uh, after the um, recording has ended uh, so that we can talk, you can talk openly about what your prayer needs are and we can stand in prayer with you concerning them. Again, Pastor uh, Terrence, Pastor Pamela, you are invaluable to this ministry, and we don't hesitate to say thank you to you and thank you to God for sending you to be with us. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for all that you do for us. We thank you, God, for Jesus. We thank you, Lord for the cross at Calvary. And most of all, we thank you, God, for the tomb, oh God, that was empty on, on Resurrection Sunday. We thank you, Father, that when Jesus walked with the disciples those last 50 days on earth, God, that he was on his way to heaven. And now in heaven, he is seated, making intercession for us. God, we give you glory and praise and honor that you would count us worthy, oh God, to be recipients of eternal life through Jesus Christ. Father, I pray today for Pastor Pamela and Pastor Terrence, God, that you would bless them, oh God, beyond their wildest imaginations. God, give them the desires of their hearts. Give Pastor Pamela the time that she needs, oh God, to develop the next matter in the ministry. Continue, Father God, to open doors and make ways, God, to open hearts and hands on their behalf that they, oh God, may be rewarded in this life like they will be in the life to come. God, we pray now for every person on the call. We pray for the homes that they are currently living in. We pray for their extended families, God, asking that you would bless them, praying, dear God, that you would continue to keep them safe, build up and and in. in uh, strengthen immune systems, oh God. Help us, I pray in the name of Jesus, to continue to walk by the faith that you give us so freely day by day. God, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your tender kindness, your tender mercies and your loving kindness. Thank you, God, for teaching us, God, how to walk with you and how to walk with one another. Continue, oh God, I pray, to make us one in the spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.